to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Thursday and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, any and all feedback is welcome. That feedback gets the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So in today's podcast, I want to do a little interesting storytelling. A lot of the content on the podcast in particular are interesting psychological or philosophical topics or ideas or situations that I encounter and I am presently engaging with. And not a lot of times on the podcast, unless I'm doing interviews or a dialogue with Rick in the Deep End podcast, do I really go into my own personal stories. And it was interesting because one of my newer one-on-one clients the other day asked me a little bit about my background and why I had left physical therapy and to step into the role that I am playing at this moment and it was really great because it led me to articulate something that I haven't really thought about in a really long time actually and so I I thought it would make a really interesting podcast episode to go into why I left clinical physical therapy practice and moved into this liminal space between physical therapy and psychotherapy. So currently, just to clarify for those of you who are new listeners and don't know exactly what I do, I currently take the role of practitioner, facilitator, and educator, and I support clients one-on-one and or in group containers in order to develop the necessary awareness of psychic, somatic, and imaginal processes that can lead to the resolution or at least a deeper engagement with our symptomology that can arise via unresolved traumas, stress, or just everyday encounters with the unconscious. And so what I do is I use a somatic experiencing approach combined with an inclusive, mythopoetic, depth psychological perspective. And then I use that with my background in physical therapy of the body and of the nature of the body to really try to create bridges between this mind-body split. And so that leads me into explaining a little bit of why I left clinical physical therapy practice. Um, My friend Jessica DePazzi, she says that um, I am the quickest retired clinician that you would ever meet. And it's really interesting because I've spoken to many physical therapists, especially when I was kind of thinking about pivoting my career. I was talking to physical therapists who had worked 20 plus years in the field and I I was sharing my experiences, my 
you know, pangs of, of honestly disgust. And, and a few of them said that, you know, they wish they had had the courage to even consider a pivot in, in their career. And especially so early because then you're not as chained or as tied. I don't particularly see that as true, but it does ingrain more patterns of safety and security. Um, but I think that coming out of physical therapy school, it's a doctoral program. So you spend three years post bachelor's degree studying intensely in a doctoral program. I mean, it's expensive. It's a lot of time. Classes are not like online classes. I mean, you're in class from nine to four basically every day. And when you're not in class, you're studying or practicing for practical. So it's a really intense program And throughout that education, I started to feel as if there was like a a dissonance between my own values and the values of the career path, the career field. And I had no idea what to do with that. I would say that for the most part, I was in survival mode. um, And all of the extra energy or attention that I had was being put into a business that I was running on the side. It was my first entrepreneurship journey where I started a strength and conditioning company with one of my best friends. And it actually became really, really successful. And that was interesting because it opened up this intense polarity of a path that felt really creative and expansive and open. And then this other path of physical therapy that felt really constrictive, really regulated, really structured in a way that didn't feel necessarily in alignment for me. Um, I do want to just put a disclaimer out there. I'm not talking shit on anybody who is a physical therapist or is pursuing a career in physical therapy or has experienced a career in physical therapy. This is just my personal experience of going through this path, this field of physical therapy. So I go through school and I'm half an entrepreneur, half a full-time student. And I feel almost split internally because the half of me that was creatively engaging with this entrepreneurial journey was actually really successful at it. I was really good at it and it felt really good. A lot of that I could unpack in probably about 10 podcasts about what was underneath a lot of that But with that being said, for the most part, that side of my life felt really expansive and creative and fun and engaging. And it's a lot of work. If you've ever started a business, you know it's a lot of work. It's a lot of attention. It's a lot of care. It's a lot of behind the scenes. So it's not just easy, but it was more expansive and more in resonance with my value system than what I was finding um, PT school to be, clinical rotations in PT school to be. You know, I remember coming home from my clinical rotations in my third year. So this is like a few months before I graduated and just, you know, feeling pretty resentful and overloading the students so that they can bust out more patients. So it was really what's called in the physical therapy realm, like a patient mill. And that was really disgusting to me. I was really um, turned off by the fact that 
wait a second, we're not even actually tending or treating these people in the way that they should be because there's no time and space. You're overlapping three to four patients an hour and that's just crazy. That's ridiculous. And then on top of not even getting paid for it, that's another thing. Okay, so, you know, feeling all this dissonance with PT school and feeling a lot of resonance in my entrepreneurship journey. So I graduate physical therapy school. Um, This big betrayal happens in my business with my business partner. And so I end up leaving the business and kind of having a blank slate of what I am to do. Um, So I graduate physical therapy school. I go take the boards. And now it's kind of blank slate. I don't have the business that I was so passionate and lit up about. And now I have a doctoral degree that I'm not passionate or lit up about. And so what do I do with this? And so the most practical thing that I could think to do was to go into clinical practice. And luckily I stumbled into this really amazing um, position where I could create my hours. I was basically an independent contractor. And so I was an entrepreneur basically in the physical therapy realm, which felt really good. But then I would go into clinic and feel so discouraged about the treatment methodology, the expectations as a clinician, and just feeling as if I had this massive projection on me as a clinician to fix in isolation. And what that means is someone would come in with some type of symptomology or pathology, and they would want me to only address that specific part of the body. And this is where I started to feel a massive dissonance in the physical therapy career field and the path that I was was taking. And if you haven't listened to the podcast, the deep end podcast that my fiance Rick and I did on spiritual materialism, you might want to go back and listen to that after this just to get a, a more foundational base of what a materialistic philosophy entails. But how I saw physical therapy and, and being a physical therapist was through this very materialistic view meaning if you if you really break down physical therapy the etymology of physical comes from things pertaining to nature and therapy means to tend or to care and so if you put those together it's tending and caring for that which comes from nature or that which is nature and the way i perceive and and navigate and and philosophically look at nature is not in parts or in isolation or in fragments it's it's from a whole and so I was trying to holistically treat individuals but they wanted to be treated in isolation as if the pain that was happening in their shoulder for example was not connected to their psychology per se because if we break down psychology for example, or psychotherapy, the root word of that is is psyche, meaning soul. And so psychotherapy means to tend and to care for the soul. And psychology means the divine logos, the divine order of the soul. And the soul isn't this particular piece of one thing that's structured and ordered in isolation. It's studying the dynamic, the movement the patterns that happen between the communication between psyche and soma. 
soul and body and so I was getting really frustrated in the clinic because I was feeling as if I was supposed to treat in isolation if I didn't the patients didn't necessarily see the value in the time I was taking to tend and to care for their nature and so I would come home really exhausted and really frustrated you know because I would spend eight hours a day in the clinic but actually not feeling at all like I was addressing anything close to the root of the problem. And so for me in particular, I don't see the body as an object, as dead inert matter. I see the body as as filled with spirit and uh, a manifestation of the different patterns of the cosmos like we usually tend to think of the cosmos as you know out there the universe the planet things like that but I see a cosmology that within a a divine order within us that connects us to the macrocosm so the microcosm that we are connects us to the macrocosm that is the universe and so with that dissonance that I was feeling um guess luckily you could say that the pandemic came along and the company that I was doing independent contractor work for actually shut down during the pandemic and so it gave me a lot of time to focus on my own entrepreneurial journey which I was doing anyway while I was working in the clinic but it was really trying to bridge the strength and conditioning field that I had started in my old um, business into this but also make it more holistic with the pandemic happening and the physical therapy clinic that I was contracting for shutting down, it gave me time and space to really spend with my holistic practice. And so what I did over time, I mean, this is over a two year span of time was just really took time and space to consider what I was doing and making sure that that was aligned in alignment with deep tending and caring for soul at every at any cost and so what that meant for me was going back to school um, to get a PhD in depth psychology so that I could study in an integral way the deeper the deeper patterns that were moving through the psyche and then I had this physiological education of what was happening physiologically, neurologically in the body and then adding this somatic experiencing practitioner training on top of that was a really great bridge between this kind of materialistic, scientific education background in physical therapy and this more kind of psycho-spiritual exploration and depth psychology and it really somatic experiencing um, really created a beautiful bridge between the two what I consider myself to do is again deep tending and caring for the soul and I don't feel like any regulation of any licensing board can tell you exactly how to do that because for the most part the people who make the rules and regulations for licensing boards have no idea what it means to confront the underworld or to have a capacity to hold space for darkness 
And as a licensed physical therapist, I do not believe that our true integrative healing lays exclusively in our physical bodies only because our psyche and soma are intricately connected in so many ways that I feel like personally I cannot treat people ethically or exclusively by only serving the physical body. And so what I've done is try to fortify my work in this PhD level training in Jungian and archetypal psychology bridging my doctoral education in physical therapy with the somatic experiencing lens and so what that's done is it's given me a number of resources that combine creative depth psychological practices that approach trauma renegotiation so drawing on this background a large part of the work that I do with clients involves intuitive tracing of patterns and these patterns can present themselves in so many different forms i feel like we have our actual explicit experience in the real world and behind that explicit experience in material reality we have this kind of like background gestalt of sensations images movements emotions myth, language, stories, dreams, energetic patterns. And if we can bridge our material reality with that background, we can track these patterns because they're symbolic of a deeper self-organizing and regulating function that even if these patterns that we're tracing feel symptomatic or pathologic does not mean that they're not inherently meaningful. And so pulling in Carl Jung's work, one of his most influential ideas was his sophistication of the term archetypes, which he defines as primordial images that dwell deep within the unconscious of every human being. And so what what I'm doing with people is bridging the physiological material body with the archetypal background and connecting that with universal symbols of psychic reality so connecting that to what Jung called the collective unconscious because these archetypal patterns determine our human experience whether whether we know it on a conscious level or an unconscious level and that makes itself felt as something both vital and holy as I was saying a large part of the work that I do is tracing patterns And whereas the patterns that I'm tracing are the forms of this kind of self-regulating, ordering function of the psyche, the structures are the physical manifestations of those patterns. And so some of the structures that I work with can look like physical, somatic, or psychological symptoms such as intrusive images or fantasies, body tics, OCD impulses, emotional flooding, engagement in abusive relationships, PTSD nightmares, and many, many more. So by using these structures as doorways, we're able to see into the deeper patterns that influence our physical everyday life. And by following these structural manifestations, we can trace the deep meaning and the purpose that is inherent in those patterns. And I do all this through a process style engagement. So much of the work that I do involves learning to trust the process of weaving between patterns and structure. So it's that kind of implicit reality 
of the archetypal realm and the explicit reality of the structural manifestation and material reality. So the process is the link between pattern and structure. And so my job is to help individuals add consciousness to those patterns, to those structures that so often just run unconsciously. And so if trauma has been prevalent throughout someone's life, these patterns and structures around the trauma can create this negative feedback loop that keeps them distanced from that kind of implicit essence of who they are and who they are meant to be in this world. Because in trauma, the highest value is survival. And by consciously weaving between pattern and structure, we can creatively develop a deeper relationship to the survival patterns that are running unconsciously. And then we see the process inherently begins to influence the creation of new patterns and eventually new structures that are a deeper reflection of the true essence of who people truly are. And that to me feels so much more in resonance and alignment with what I am here to do and how I'm here to serve in this world. I don't believe that the body is just dead, inert matter. That your symptoms that you're having in your physiology is just a complete sentence. I feel like there are background layers. And as I said, that background gestalt of the archetypal realm, that psyche is trying the psyche keeps the score it's the self-regulating ordering principle and so if you're not listening to the body the psyche will communicate in some way that might not feel great to your sense of i to the ego and so i'm really following with individuals this expansion and contraction of their biopsychosocial experience I mean, I feel like that expansion and feeling in alignment and in resonance and things are moving and, and going well, perceivably, and that contraction of where things are not going so well and there's maybe fears and there's maybe constriction in the body or there's nightmares. Like, we have to be able to create a capacity to show up for both and all things because that contributes to the greater whole because I do believe in holistic practice. And so it's really about tending to that inherent expansion, contraction nature of, of the psyche. And so it's been such a interesting journey over the past few years of stepping away from clinical practice you know after you dedicate so much time so much money so much of your identity to a career path to step away from that is incredibly painful and it takes you through your own underworld journeys of discovering what what are you here to do how are you supposed to serve and there is I mean I feel in much deeper resonance with what I'm doing in my practice but I can't say that like this is the end of the path that I've made it. Like I, I continually look at this journey as an unfolding mystery of, of how, how can I serve this world, psyche, in the best way possible. And in the best way possible, that means 
in the way that um, connects me to the deeper nature of what is true and keeps me in connection with others in a way that is is deeply true. So that was a long-winded way of telling you my story from transitioning to my own unique holistic practice. But if you have any questions about that journey in particular, I would love for you to send me a message because it's been it's been really scary. It's been really exciting. It's been really hard. It's been really rewarding and fulfilling. I mean, it's it's a both and. It's all the things, truly. And I am just really, really grateful every day because I in physical therapy school, I felt the pangs of, of this not being right, of it not being the exact right space for me. But I also didn't know where to go from that and so I didn't want to just cannonball out of that safety and security that that career was giving me or that path was giving me into the unknown I just slowly titrated Um, I invested in coaches and mentors and therapy and business things out the wazoo for the last five years really trying to just get curious and by investing in myself but also embodying the work like embodying what I was learning from these mentors what I'm learning in school like you can't figure out what how you're supposed to serve in this world if you don't go out and experience and that I I think is the most valuable part of of this journey for me is is having the experience of working as a clinical physical therapist and recognizing that that was not it that was not it and then slowly experiencing and stepping into this different holistic practice and feeling deeper resonance who knows if that's quote-unquote it I have no idea what you know what the future holds but I do know that it feels more fulfilling to me to be serving in this way because it's not just about my own personal needs my own personal sense of security it's it's really serving the greater whole and most importantly serving the soul to care and to tend for the soul not only for my soul other people's souls but the world soul that anima mundi that background that connects all of us to each other and to nature itself and so if I can put that above all things then I feel like there's there's deep resonance even if I don't particularly like it so much or like what I have to sacrifice along the way but again if you have any questions for me about this process you can for sure um click on the link in the show notes to join my free community and you can ask questions in there and I would be more than happy to respond So with that being said, I will see you guys on Sunday. Bye, guys.